Hello and welcome to the Freed by Noon podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, the new quarantine cabin. That's right, I have moved locations. I've officially moved in to a studio apartment with my girlfriend. Please send your thoughts and prayers to us at this horrible time. Please pray to whatever God you believe in that we will not murder each other in these close confines. Very excited to have you here every single day. The J Train Podcast, Free by Noon Edition. We're here with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this works. You listen to the show. You get the haz. You get the hour or whatever amount of time we give you away from the realities of this world. And you tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, we will take them every single day. Keep sharing. Make it your Instagram story. Ooh, does that feel good? It feels good. Ah, nah, 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 nah. When you make it your Instagram story, nah, 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 nah. so good, ah, ah, so good, ah, ah. you feather my balls, balls, balls. That's how it goes. Feather my nuts, baby. Tell a friend, make it your Instagram story, tag me, tag a bitch. I will send you the heart. That's what it's all about. Let's do the emails. Any email you want, send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. He's married, right? Papa Jay, I matched with a guy on Bumble recently and we began texting. The conversation has been good and there has been some flirting and steamy conversations. Sunday night while he was working, he came by my apartment building. We had a sidewalk hangout. We stood there, just chatted for about an hour. We had another sidewalk hangout while he was working yesterday. We only text while he's working or heading into leaving work. To me, this is a major red flag that there's something he's hiding, and it seems most likely a wife or girlfriend and that he is bored during this quarantine. Would love to hear your opinion on this weird situation I found myself in. Thanks in advance, and keep up the silly R antics. Yeah, I I think it's, um, to me, it's okay to say, if you feel something, say something. That's the rule. Feel something? Hmm. You never, why, I would be like, hey, why don't you text me at night so I know your girlfriend isn't there? I know that you don't live with your girlfriend. How come, you, like, I like I, I come at things with humor. So if I notice something, I'll just say it to them. Hey, why do you always text me during work hours? I feel like I'm only your work hour girlfriend. I feel like I'm only your work hour bitch. I'm more than just a work hour, bitch. I don't just play this nine to five. I do late night hours too. Make fun of it. Call it out. And here's the thing. When you are honest, that's when you start, and the other person's lying, they'll always try to make you feel like the crazy one. So if you say to them, hey, uh, why don't you also, why don't you call him at night at night? Hey, why don't you pick up my call? How come every time I talk to you, it's from nine to five? As if I'm Chase Bank. That's kind of weird, right? And then his answer can be one of two things. No, I'll call you tonight. That's crazy. Or, what are you talking about? Well, what are you doing during the night? That's when I look at my phone. 
Yeah, I keep my phone in my backpack when I get home so I don't look at it. You're like, that's weird. No one ever does that for any reason other than they have a wife at home or a girlfriend at home. Then you can go from there and be like, hey, I, I'm just not looking to talk to someone who keeps me, you know, at the same hours as, as, as uh, you know, the, 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 the Wells Fargo treats me like I'm Verizon and I'm only here from nine to five. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. My boyfriend of five months has been asking me to come over for the weekends during quarantine. This wouldn't be an issue if we were both self isolating, but we, I work in a hospital while he has been self isolating and working from home. We both live in NYC, which makes things even more risky since there are so many cases here. I explained to him that I don't think it's safe for him uh, as I could potentially have it since I've come into contact with so many sick people. He basically said he doesn't care and wants to see me. I feel like this is not the right thing to do, but I can't also can't imagine another month without seeing him. Also, a small side note is that my while my job might be the biggest risk factor of me getting sick, I still feel like I'm also taking a chance chance by going to different places. He argues that since I have my own car and I won't be in different Ubers, it's not really a risk for me to come to him by his apartment. This is also the reason I'd rather go into him because I don't want uh, him in Ubers potentially affecting others. We FaceTime every night, but that isn't the same as seeing him. I'm not sure what the right thing to do is. Would love your insight. I mean, this is a really tough one because I don't know what the quote unquote right thing to do is either, but Here's what I would say. You have to do what's comfortable for you. Hey, I work in the hospital. I'm seeing what's going on front lines every day. If you can't, I, I understand that you want to see me because I want to see you too. But please, I think you have to speak about these things in I terms because no one wants to be told what to do. So when you say to him, I don't like that, you know, he's an adult. When you look at him and go, well, I don't want you affecting others and affecting, it, it, it's the message can't get across. If you say, hey, I am doing everything I can to help this get done as quickly as possible. To me, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to meet up with each other because then I am going to have to lie to my fellow workers who are also working on this to let them know, yeah, of course I'm self-isolating. I never see my boyfriend. I never sucked his dick once in my life. What are you talking about? Like, you're, 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 if you put this in I terms, I don't feel right. I'm not going to be the one to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. This isn't the place for that. This is freed by noon. I fucking, I'm wearing cowboy hats and singing about, you know, tickling my nuts. What do, you, what do I fucking know? I have no idea what to do. I'm just trying to do what's best by me. So I don't go to people and go, how could you be leaving the house? And you'll be in fact, like, here's the thing. He's talking out of his ass like anyone else is. We're just doing what we're told. For you to go, because the minute you start doing the math, is the minute you're just lying to yourself to get what to you what what you want. Well, you didn't go in an Uber and you didn't speak to a guy and when you did speak to him you put your hand over your mouth and and you flapped three times which means that you don't have it because three times is the lucky number. Like, I uh, you just want your dick sucked, dude. Like I understand FaceTime isn't the same as seeing each other, but a good relationship will be together after the quarantine. Um no matter what, if you're in a good relationship, if you're in a relationship that 
communicates and talks to each other. Uh, then you guys are at the negotiation table of life, and you'll figure this out together. So if this it this thing ain't breaking up because you couldn't go to his place to to cuddle and and watch fucking The Office. That's not why you guys will break up. So if it's if in your mind you're saying, well, I want to please my boyfriend, pleasing yourself and doing the things that make you feel comfortable should please your partner. And if it doesn't then this isn't the real relationship for you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Quarantine times. I met a guy at a wedding last month. I was into him, but he went home with another girl. Is it weird to follow him on Insta and slide into his DMs? I feel like I'm back at uh, all girls private school during these corona times. I don't want to come off desperate and honestly unsure if he'll even remember me. What's a good opening DM? Here's what I'll say to you. Don't, to all these people questioning, should you DM? The answer is yes. That's the, that's the answer. You got nothing else to do. You're sitting, look at, staring at the same four walls. You should DM. That's, you know, let's go through the, 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 the line, the, the, the schedule here. Should you DM? Yes or no? Yes. DM them all. Send them all. Hey, what's up? What's your opening line? Hey, what's up? How's your quarantine been? Where are you shacked up? Make a quarantine specific. That's an easy thing that you know connects us all right now. But here's, here's step three. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't think because you DM, this will be a relationship. Your first thought when you DM is because you DM, he knows I might want to fuck him. That's what he's thinking. Every DM that a guy receives, because listen, I'm proud of you. I'm, you're, you're a strong woman. I'm going to DM a guy who went home with another chick from a wedding. Whoop, do you fucking do? You did it, bitch. But don't think because you DM'd and you were a strong, independent woman who's going to get hers, that all of a sudden the realities of where this goes is, is different. Here's what happens when a guy gets a DM. Sees DM. Goes immediately to your profile to see if he's attracted. This is not a question of whether you are attractive or not. Everyone is attractive to someone. Everyone, There are guys online masturbating to foot porn. You are a foot to someone. You're someone's foot. So now he looks at you and he goes, ooh, that's a foot I'd like to fuck. Okay, hey, my quarantine's been great. How are you? You write back, oh, I'm stuck in blah, 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 blah. You write back to him and he writes back. You have this conversation. This all started because he saw your profile and goes, yes, I would fuck. Let me talk now. Take time out of my day to talk to her. It is not, ooh, her parents look nice. Ooh, what's she doing on Hanukkah? Ooh, oh, she has a younger sister. No, 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 no. Every DM a guy receives, the first thought is, he looks at his penis. He sits there with his penis. Here, every guy, when he receives a DM, him and his penis go, so what are we going to do? Yeah, she looks pretty good on spring break. I've never fucked a girl that looked like that before. You should keep talking to her. You're right, penis. That's it. That's the only conversation they're having. So don't 
come in thinking because the conversation was good over DM, oh, well, I guess we'll go on a date. Maybe, I don't know. That might happen, but we're still, the penis is still in charge. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I like this question. This one is, does she live with me now? Jared, feather, feather, may you frolic in many a field of high-thigh wheat stalks once quarantine is over. My girlfriend of four months has been quarantining with me the past couple of weeks. She had moved back to the city six months ago and was living with her parents while looking for her own place when coronavirus popped up. That for The forced closeness has been like steroids for the relationship. Now that our city is, is a stay at home for the foreseeable future, I wonder about life once we're back in the real world. Given the circumstances, it seemed kind of awkward to go from living together under quarantine back to her living with her parents looking for her own place while seeing each other two to three times a week. However, I don't really feel comfortable moving in with someone for good after four to six months of dating. What do you think? How do I approach bringing this back to normal? Or does she live with me now if I end up wanting to, this to continue after the virus? It's a good question. A lot of people are being forced into situations of reality with their relationships. That's why a lot of you have been dumped. That's why a lot of you have been reached out to over DM. The quarantine happened. Now we are all doing what's good for number one, me. So what your girlfriend did is they said, she said, hey, I, 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 would, I would like to spend more time together. Let's stay together. Let's quarantine together. I think it's okay. I think it's totally appropriate and okay for you to look at her and go, hey, I am having the best time with you quarantining. This has been cool. This has been fun. This has been different. Uh, we made the best of a bad situation. I do envision myself moving in with someone down the road. I think that someone could be you. That's why I want this relationship to continue. But it's too soon for me. That person should understand that. That person should look at you and go, I totally get it. It's probably too soon for me too. But it's nice to know that we go so well together over this time of, you know, of, this, of this weird time in our history. That should be the conversation. If the conversation goes any, and you put it in me terms, I am enjoying my time with you. This has been the best of a bad situation. I will not move in with someone after six months of dating. I think we should go back to a normal life and do a year of us living apart and doing the normal dating thing with this in our rearview mirror, knowing we had a great time, and then we'll see where we are a year from now when that lease pops up. That's the way you go. And that's, an, that's a real conversation that, that addresses romanticism as well as practicality. That's the mix. That's every relationship. I, it's romantics and practicality. I'm in a studio apartment with another human being in 400 square feet. There is nothing romantic about this. Yeah, we could light a candle and be like we are in each other's arms and we love each other. But the practicality is I have to take a shit and she can hear that from across the room. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com is friends ever a real thing jared new fan love your podcast it makes quarantine enjoyable keep telling a friend keep telling a friend your friends need the hug
They want to listen to J-Train. They just don't know it yet. Uh, life advice time. I am good friends with a coworker. We hang out all the time. We have mutual hobbies and are very open with each other. Recently, we have both acknowledged that we have chemistry and have admitted to having feelings for each other. Dating a coworker seems like a bad idea, and I told him this. He doesn't see it as a problem. I am looking for another job anyways because it's time for me to progress in my career. I don't see the harm in maintaining a friendship and seeing if at some point dating happens. I'm okay either way and I don't want to be hasty to date and kill a friendship and make work very awkward. Here's the question. Do you think it's possible to be friends with the opposite sex if you have chemistry? I am torn because we didn't have feelings at the beginning, so it's theoretically possible. Or is that just uh, is that just asking too much? Should we back off of the friendship? Interested to see a guy's point of view on the quote unquote friends. I men and women can be friends. Here's the problem: you both gotten the feelings mobile and drove across the feelings river. Okay, you guys are now. You've both admitted you you can't. Feelings and like and all this relationship stuff is toothpaste in a toothpaste in, in a toothpaste uh, tube. You let him know. You both admitted to liking each other, so you're there. You're already at that point. You can't backtrack and go. Well, now you know. Forget that conversation ever happened. No, the conversation happened. You both said you like each other. Date. The friendship is over. You're not gonna. You're you're not losing a friend. You you say you claim to me. Well, oh, at first we weren't into each other, and then we got into each other. Yeah, that's called two human beings um, falling for each other. That happens. That's how it works. I don't know in what world. You know, if, if I guess you're believing in this world where love at first sight is the only way people could end up in relationships. That's just not the truth. And I'll tell you this about him. He wanted to fuck you the minute he saw you. That's right. He saw you. He said, yeah, I fuck. That's what happens with a lot of, you know, a lot of guys will look at someone and they'll go, yeah, I would. That's, that's our first inclin- inclination. Chick, yeah, yeah, I would. And then, then he was like, oh, she wants to be friends? Okay, I'll sit in this friendship. So the idea that you're ruining some friendship that's going to last years and years and years and you guys are going to have fucking sleepovers like you're 10 years old and play video games, what, what world are you living in? There was no friendship. The friendship existed until he could show you that he's a good guy and and nice enough to fuck. He got where he wanted. So this whole idea that like, oh, can men and women be friends? Yes, of course. I have plenty of female friends. But all of my female friends are there for a reason. We met for a reason. We were, you know, just like you two, we worked together and there was no point where we worked together and I went, I like you. Oh, never mind. Now we're together. Now we're just friends. No, 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 no. That's not how all my female relationships went. We met. We hung out. We had a good time. We're, you know, connected because of work. And we see each other at work. All these female friends, they, we didn't have this, well, we both, we're so compatible, we should fuck. Yeah, you're right. Let's just be friends so we don't ruin the friendship. That's not how it works. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Jared uh, how to reignite an old hinge flame. Hi, Jared. Love the podcast. Thank you for keeping us all entertained during these trying times. I wanted to get your advice on how to deal with a situation that I currently find myself in. Thanks to your podcast, I gained the courage to end a toxic relationship that, that has been on and off for a little over three years. 
Good for you. During the last off period with the ex, I downloaded Hinge to try and start to move on and get myself back out there. I connected with someone who I really hit, seemed to hit it off with, and we went ahead and set up a date to meet up at a brewery for some drinks. This was back in February. I ended up canceling the date in fear that I was, still wasn't over my ex and didn't want to involve someone new without being in a more emotionally available place. I was honest with the Hinge guy and told him this a couple of months ago. Uh, a couple of months have gone by and since, and I am feeling like I am in a much better place and finally ready to put the past behind me. I have also felt a sense of regret ever since canceling the date. Would really like to try and reconnect, but having a hard time figuring out the best way to reach out and ask if he would still be interested in a date once all this COVID-19 craziness, craziness is over. Any suggestion would be much appreciated. Thanks so much, P.S. Uh, so I will say this. The answer to all of your questions is honesty. Honesty is vulnerability. And then vulnerability, you know, the reason it sucks is because you might hear an answer you don't like. So I would message the guy, hey, I, I, hey, I just wanted to reach out. My last relationship that I was kind of still going on with has ended. That boat has sailed. I'm totally moving on. And you're someone I've thought about right away. I'd love to get drinks when this whole thing ends out. Yeah, there, there it is. He's going to answer or not. If he doesn't, that's a no. If he answers, it's going to be a yes or maybe. The maybe is a no. The maybe is I just want to fuck you and I don't want to go on a date. And the yes is totally. That sounds great. How's everything? How's your quarantine? Then you have a normal conversation. But you, you just because you canceled before, like, you know, that was... You canceled for a good reason. You're like, I didn't want to go on a date with someone while I'm still mixed up with another relationship. That reason has now clear resolved itself. Now it's time to say, hey, I'm here for it. Let's do a date when this whole thing uh, gets all clear. And he's going to go, oh, cool. No harm, no foul. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email, then we'll get to the coronavirus rant of the day, the luxury lounge and the charcuterie chat, and then we'll do some quick hit questions that I fucking forgot to email myself, so we won't be doing quick hit questions. We'll be doing those tomorrow on tomorrow's free, or on Wednesday's Freed by Noon. So, let's do uh, one more email. Help me have phone sex. Love the pod. I'm feathering your nuts virtually during this quarantine. I'll get right to it. I've had a fuck buddy casual situation during my senior year of college for almost a year. We met last June on Hinge. He told me literally on the first date that he wasn't looking for a girlfriend, but we started hooking up casually. It's pretty wild, but it's been the most stable hookup situation I've ever been in. So communicative, and we know exactly where we stand with each other. He's much older than me. He's 29. I'm 22. So it doesn't make sense for us to be in a relationship because he wants to get married and have kids soon, and I'm just starting my life out. But we enjoy each other's company and do lots of coupley stuff sometimes, cuddle, hold hands, go out for brunch, etc. However, I don't feel that special vagina tingle about him that I'd require for someone I'm dating more than it casually, and he doesn't quite uh, meet my standard in all areas. But the sex is awesome. Very kinky, and it's great to have that consistent D. He's introduced me to a lot of more kinky stuff, and it's great to have someone I trust to provide some sexual mentorship. Anyways, I'm graduating college in May, rest in peace, graduation and job prospects, and I was planning on leaving the Bay Area potentially to pursue jobs in radio. Due to COVID, I've decided to stay in the Bay Area and move to Oakland for the time being. What is this TED Talk she's taking us on? I've, okay, we get it. Your whole life. What are you, sending your resume here for jobs after graduation? Uh 
I was kind of planning on ending this situation with a 29-year-old when I graduate so I could potentially move on to pursue a more serious relationship. But now that's all up in the air because of COVID and the effects. He lives in San Francisco and works for a company from home and has been in his bedroom alone for all this time. And I live in a 15-person communal college house in East Bay. I mean, does she want to like give us her social security number? Anyways, we obviously both been getting horny and he's suggested phone sex with a, uh, a bunch of times, but I'm a little freaked out by it. Do you have any tips by what a gal can do to best uh, uh, best during a phone sex or FaceTime sex that makes this experience enjoyable for both parties? What do you think of phone sex generally? Also, do you think once COVID is over, I have to end this casual? I, I, okay, here's phone sex. The most important thing is timing. You both need to be on the same page for when it's happening. If one of you's cooking dinner and the other one's in their negligee, uh, you know, with a hand on their tit, then it's not the right time. And he's going to go and you're going to be disappointed by him. He's going to go, hey, uh, yeah, I got chicken on the grill and uh, these vegetables are going to burn. Yeah, I'm licking your nipple like it's not going to go well. So you both have to kind of plan out a time together. I think planning is is key to this because you want to be in the mood and you don't want his mood to let you down. The second thing is talk. I would go phone sex talking, then move it to FaceTime sex because the talking part, you want to go over the beats. So you want to talk out the things you would do in the bedroom, talk out, and you have to listen. So this is a two-person improv game. It's two people improving, and one's going to take the lead and start the storyline and you have to follow their storyline and yes and that storyline. So if he says I'm kissing down your neck, you don't say I'm sucking your dick. See? Do you see how those are two different storylines? So I'm kissing down your neck and then he's and then you would say, okay, kissing. Oh my God, that feels so good. Oh my God, I can feel your hands grabbing my waist while you kiss down my neck. And then he would say, hypothetically, yeah, I'm going down to your boobs and I'm licking your nipple. Oh my God, you have the biggest nipples I've ever licked. It's like a big pepperoni slice that has that got fried on the skillet and crinkled up. It's, it's almost like a capricole, like a bigger than salami. It's like a salami that I grilled on the griddle and it tastes like salami. You know, he would go into it. So it's listening and taking their storyline and extending that storyline. Oh, I love salami. Sometimes I eat a big salami sandwich before I get in bed with, a, with you, and I smell just like Italian dressing. Get it? See how we went from neck kissing to Italian dressing? It made sense, even though it didn't. Also, do you think this goes? So she asked, should she end the relationship? Women are obsessed with beginnings and ends. So let me tell you something about your casual 29-year-old hookup. He's going to let this be casual. Uh, casual. You, he's going to let you be casual hookup girl until he's walking down the aisle with his wife, soon-to-be wife. Until he's at his own wedding, then he'll you'll text him and he'll go, hey, uh, I'm actually met someone else. I'm sorry. We're going to have to end this. So he's going to let this go casual as long as humanly fucking possible. So it's up to you to end it. And you have to feel comfortable. The minute this situation feels uncomfortable, you have to say to him, I am done with it. So because casual will mean is 
means two things to two different people. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We are here every day, Freed by Noon podcast. Uh, if you go listen to the regular podcast, I have sponsors. I want you guys, please support those sponsors. They are in the description of today's episode. So every sponsor is there to give you free money. I give a promo code with every single sponsor. Go to the description of today's episode to see how you can support the sponsors that support this show. That's how this whole thing keeps afloat. Keep sending your emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Corona, let's do the corona, I, um, let's do the coronavirus rants of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is studio apartments. I am currently living with my girlfriend in a studio apartment. Who thought this was an appropriate living situation. Who on earth invented the studio apartment? Who are you? You, you, you? you looked at a closet and you were like, oh, a whole family could live in here. What? what, do you, what? And who on earth agreed to this situation? Who walks into a studio and goes, oh my God, is that the kitchen? Yup. Oh, where's the bedroom? Well, it's right next to the kitchen. Oh, great. I get to eat and sleep in the same area. And you know what else? You can shit right next to that, too. Oh, my God. But what about the, But what about all the smells? Well, guess what? All the smells get mixed together for one shit pie. And you get to live in it. These studio apartments were created out of a, a, a mistake. Someone made a building where they were like, oh my God, we cut the rooms too differently. Uh, we got this extra space that should really just house sweatshirts, uh, extra clothing. And they were like, no, no, no. We can get a 25-year-old girl who makes just enough money to think this is a home. Throw her in there. And honestly, for any of you out there trying to connect with your audiences about, oh, these hard times while you have a pool and acres of land, you need to stop going on social media. Every time, oh, this this quarantine life is so hard. I only got to, oh, oh this quarantine, I, I, yes. Yes, I did laps this morning in my Olympic-sized swimming pool, and then I took a sauna in my home sauna, and then I did a run around the yard, and I threw a football uh, Hail Mary to my husband. Shut the fuck up. There's other people living in a shoebox that are stepping around each other to go on their way to shit because they just farted in the pasta they just made. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in your suggestions to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Every day we do a luxury lounge. The luxury lounge is actually a segment I do on my Patreon. What's a Patreon? Patreon is a website where you can, you can support content creators like myself. That's right. $5 a month. You got extra podcasts. I do two podcasts a week on Patreon, okay? I do the Luxury Lounge and the Coffee with J-Train. I also have videos up there from years and years and years of work. So there's a lot of extra content that you can get for $5 a month. There's also a level $15 a month where you can ask 
personal advice questions and I will get back to you personally. So $5 a month gets you extra content, extra podcasts, extra blogs, extra videos. $15 a month gets you personal advice from your boy Papa JT. Let's do the luxury lounge. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's luxury lounge, I want to talk about small espresso cups. I love an espresso. I love to sit. I like to sip. I like to watch the world go by. I like to put a little bit of sweet and low in it, sweeten it up. I like to have it. And it's really an experience. Because, But in uh, what I like about espresso is that you get a little bit and it gets you all charged up. My issue is the cup it comes into some places will put it in the regular coffee cup, and I love that because you can sip it, sip it, sip it, walk around with it. The small espresso cup is too small to hold. I feel like I'm 7,000 pounds when I hold it. Like I, I feel like I'm on my 600-pound life, and I'm just sitting there with my, my cup that should be normal size. Also, when you're walking around with it, they fill it to the top, so it always feels like you're about to spill everywhere you go. It's like the martini glass of coffee cups. And the reason they give it to you is because they want you to feel like you got your money's worth. They think I'm stupid enough. I know the espresso is smaller than the coffee, but they think that I'll think if it comes in the coffee cup, well, I just got cheaped out. So they put it in that espresso cup to make you feel like, whoa, I got what my money paid for. Ooh, I know I'm paying too much. I know $4 isn't, shouldn't get me a thimble of coffee, but that's what I want. And I don't want to walk around all day worried that I'm going to spill it. And what it does is I have to then drink it faster. We got to get rid of the small espresso cup. All espresso should go in either a coffee cup, the small seven ounce coffee cup. That's what all espresso should come into. That's today's luxury lounge. You can send in your luxury lounge suggestions to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do the charcuterie chat. I got a user-generated charcuterie chat. I'm going to read it right now. J-Train, hit the music, Shelby. J-Train, watching on YouTube is hilarious and my new favorite way to watch your content. Charcuterie chat. You've talked about this on Insta before, but in the spirit of coronavirus, can you discuss etiquettes of how much touching of the food is appropriate while creating the board? I mean... I know you hate grapes, but at least they're not covered in finger germs unless they pick up the grape off the vine, which would seem psycho to me. So I I agree with this. Sometimes the charcuterie board has a piece of cheese that's wrapped with the meat all before you get there. And what they're trying to do, these idiots, they're trying to do too much. They want to let you know, I made the board. They didn't feel like, because the real truth about charcuterie is that you don't need any training. You don't need any schooling. You don't have to be any smarter than your average teenager to make a charcuterie board. It's really, charcuterie boards are like children. Everyone can make them and everyone wants to show you what what theirs looks like on their phone. And none of us give a shit. You have to. You don't have to be smart to make a fucking charcuterie board. You don't even have to be a good cook. You you don't even have to know meats and cheeses. You could just throw them on the fucking board and then it's done. So these people take the meat and they wrap around the cheese to go. Look what I made. I that's the flavor I want you to have. They're trying to make themselves seem useful, but they're not. 
We can make the decisions on which meats and cheeses go together. We can do the taste test. We can be the chef. We don't need you micromanaging our charcuterie board decisions. We don't need it. That, the meat that you wrapped around the cheese, that's a different appetizer that should be on a different board that should be served on a silver platter for us to judge separately for your stupid decisions but you mix it in with the charcuterie board so it can hide so that you'll only get the positive and never the negative only people come up to you and go oh and i love that you wrap that salami around the genoa and you're like oh that's my little thing i do no one's gonna come to you and go what the fuck Why'd you wrap the Genoa around the, around the, around the, the cheddar? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no one's going to say that to you. And you know that. That's why you wrapped it. So you only get the praise, never the negative. That's why you're a piece of shit. That's today's charcuterie chat every single day here on the Freed by Noon podcast. You can send yours in to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Today, so we don't have the quick hits because I'm a fuck up. So what we're going to do instead, back in the day, if you've been listening to J Train Podcast for a while, you know that the J Train Podcast used to have a J Train Podcast poet. The poet kind of got lost in the shuffle and he's back. He's now writing poetry for the Freed by Noon podcast. So... Let's hit some, uh, we're going to read his, I haven't read this yet. He wrote, it is very long. So we're going to finish out today's episode with some Freed by Noon poetry by our local Freed by Noon poet. If you have poetry that you want me to read on the show, send it in, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Shelby, hit the music. Hey, Jared, speak freely about writing down your daily plans. Your first rant reminded me that I need to complete a series of little goals while I have this free time. Okay, so here, here's, the, here's the poetry. Ah, me, 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 me. Listeners, I'm here today to help you put your fears away. I've feathered these nuts with many an email. I've stated the wisdom in plenty of detail. There's been no need to write in lately. Life's been good. I'd say it's been gravy. Now that corona is causing havoc, you'll hear my voice through all the static. Let's agree that a scheduled plan is what separates the boy from the man. In the current estate, you must pick up the pen. It's it's the only route back to inner zen. Since you don't work and you're out of a job, you feel like a clown and look like a slob. Without your work, your identity's gone. Everything feels fundamentally wrong. You don't tie your tie. You don't even clock in. No Starbucks on the way for you to stop in. You were deemed non-essential and that hurt your pride. Your actual uselessness is ignored but implied. Without waking up and buckling down, we find ourselves sleeping and snuggling down. Pathetic it feels to just roll back over, turn off the alarm and sleep off the hangover. We never acknowledge that working with others is what motivates us to get out of the covers. So take back control, plan your daily tasks. You need semblance of order, you maniacs. If you write it down in a public space, then your failure makes you a disgrace. 
You put yourself out there, post your goals and ambitions of this newfound free time for which you'd been wishing. Now is the time to seize the day. Plan out your shit. Don't sleep it away. 9 a.m., folks, that's when you start. Don't waste morning brain. That thing is too smart. Freed by noon, that means up and at them. Because if you start late, your gut will fatten. Plan when you're sober. Commit to the ink. Writing has more power than you admit to think. An open schedule you just can't afford. Tack it up on the wall so it can't be ignored. Build in some little rewards like a shopping spree at online stores. Freed by noon will set you free. That's the poet's guarantee. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Freed by Noon Poet. Thank you, listeners. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend. We'll be back next episode. Boom! Boom!